We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. A people failing to receive healing is concerning their doubting His willingness to heal them. Because again and again, if you talk to people on a one-to-one basis, again and again they'll say, well, I know God heals all right, or I believe God heals, but it may not be His will to heal me. Well, I want you to do it again. I want you to say it out loud. It is God's will to heal me. Say that again. Now, say that to yourself if you need to till you convince yourself. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his classic teaching, Son of Righteousness. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Brother Hagan with today's teaching. If you will, you can make me whole. Thank God Jesus said I will. Now, does that answer any questions for us? Well, yeah, somebody said, but he was talking to the leper there. Well, would Jesus say one thing to the leper and something else to you? No, he belongs to all of us. It doesn't say God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to the leper. (laughs) No, Jesus belongs to all of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus his son to the world. Isn't that right? Why do you think the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to write this? You know, there were thousands of cases of healing. And really, this is the only one that that is recorded where the willingness of God to heal was involved. Well, to get that thought over to us, to teach us, to teach us, hallelujah, that Jesus said, I will. Well, now stop just a minute. Analyze that a little bit further. Who is Jesus? Well, he's the son of God. Yes, we know that. But Jesus, as the scripture tells us, is God manifested in the flesh. Or putting it another way, Jesus said himself, the words that I speak unto you, they're not mine, but they're my father's. In other words, when you hear Jesus talking, you're hearing God talk. So I like to say it this way, God said I will. Hallelujah. Be thou clean. And I like to put it this way, God is saying to you, concerning your sickness, concerning your disease, I will. I will. And I keep hammering along that line because I know from all of these years of almost a half a century, of teaching and preaching divine healing, that right here is the main stumbling block of people failing to receive healing is concerning their doubting his willingness to heal them. Because again and again, if you talk to people on a one-to-one basis, again and again, they'll say, well, I know God heals all right, or I believe God heals, but it may not be his will to heal me. Well, I want you to do it again. I want you to say it out loud. It is God's will to heal me. me. Say that again. Now, say that to yourself if you need to till you convince yourself. Hallelujah. That it is God's will to heal you. And once you've done that, you'll get over one of the biggest hurdles 
that stand between you and the will of God, which is healing. So I'm not going to go too much further with that because we've already gone over that pretty carefully. I want us to uh, again look at this next one here in this eighth chapter. And when Jesus, that's the fifth verse now, was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now, if he already found great faith anywhere, it ought to have been in Israel, shouldn't it? I said, shouldn't it? You know what's amazing to me sometimes is that if you ought to find faith anywhere, you ought to find it in the church. If you ought to find great faith anywhere, it ought to be in full gospel churches, churches that believe in the supernatural and in the power of God. But what's the shame about it is, so much of the time it seems you find the lesser faith there. Here comes somebody from the outside that you don't even expect too much of. And you even wonder about them sometimes. And I've seen them come, you know, and just get the mo most amazing thing, most amazing miracles in preaching in churches. I remember one time, this comes to my mind right now, down in Texas, I was preaching in there was a person came, I learned later that the person had years before been in that church. I don't think they'd ever been baptized whole host, but they had been saved. And it'd been something like maybe 15, 20 years, you see, it passed. And here they came out to my meeting, came to the altar, you see, got back in fellowship with God and got healed. Just, just, just almost fast, you snap your finger. And it was a condition that everybody in town knew about, you see and a condition physically that the doctors couldn't handle. And I remember after this person was healed and so bright, you know, and full of light and life, and, and, and some of the members of the church came to me, just, just almost mad about it. Some of the saints. Sometimes you almost call them ain'ts. Some of the ain'ts, and so to say. I wish you would tell me something, sir, if you can. Well, I said, I will if I can. I don't know whether I can or not, but if, if I can, I'll tell you. And if I can't, I'll just tell you. I don't know. I don't mind telling people I don't know because I don't know everything. <laughs> Do you? And I don't mind. It don't bother me at all to tell people I don't know. I've been telling people for years a lot of things I don't know. And so if I don't know it, I'll just tell you. If I do know it, I'll tell you. What is it you want to know? Well, now how come God to heal? And they call this person's name. They've been backslid for 15 years, haven't even been to church. Now I've been in and they start crying in self-pity. You almost want to reach out and slap the jaws. <laughs> Poor dears, bless their darling hearts. 
in self-pity. Just start crying. You know, different kinds of cry. You can tell, you know. There's a cry of joyous kind of crying. You know, you're, you're, you're blessed. <laughs> Glory to God that you just, you begin to cry. There's, there's a kind of crying that's sad, you know, like you know, something happened, a tragedy. You lost a loved one or something. And then there's a kind of crying, you know, you can just tell. If he's in the other room, heard somebody crying, you know by the sound of it. It's just nothing in the world but self-pity. Poor old me. Are you following me? You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. And so the poor dear just began to cry, you know, uh, feeling sorry for herself and said, now I've been a member of this church right here all of these 15 years that they've been backslidden out of church. And I'll tell you right now, you can just ask anybody, not anyone here many more faithful than me. I've been here every service and, and I've just done everything I know to do. And how come God won't heal me? Then stop and look at you real stern like, you know, as though you were to blame for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had that to happen more than once. I've had that to happen more than once, many, many times. Well, that's easy. The answer is easy. That person just came and like this centurion and said, Lord, I'm not worthy. Just speak the word only. But the other person came wanting to brag on themselves. Well, certainly God's going to reward you for good works. And the Bible teaches good works and right conduct. But when you come to receive from the Lord, you can't come with that kind of an attitude and get things from God. Are you listening to me? Thank God for his blessings. We appreciate his blessings. Thank God for healing. Thank God for all of his benefits. But friends, it's not because of you. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. Let's realize that. Now then, there's another thing about this, this centurion. He recognized authority. He knew something about authority. He said, I'm a man under authority. I speak to this man, and he goes, and I speak to another, and he cometh, and you know, whatever. Now then what he's saying is, I confess, I believe, I confess, I know you are under authority. You realize the authority of Jesus. You don't have to come to my house because I'm not in the first place even worthy you should come under my roof. But all you got to do is just speak the word only. Now notice what happened here. Look in that 13th verse. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto you. Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto you. Now get this. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the three CD set by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Son of Righteousness. And when you purchase the CD set, you'll receive the book by Kenneth W. Hagan entitled, Where is God in My Storm? Free. 
This offer normally retails for $32.95, but this month's special is $21. That's $11.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You know what? Thanksgiving's going to be coming pretty soon. Can yes. you believe it? Right. I'm going to have to come out of retirement, and I'm going to have to cook you. You have to start cooking, aren't turkey you? Turkey and dressing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And with Thanksgiving, guess what happens here at Rama on the Rama campus? We, we turn the lights on. That's right. The Christmas lights on. Yeah. That's on Wednesday, November the 22nd at, at 6 p.m. Yes. And, uh, man, this come on out early, a little bit early. Uh, it starts at 6. The whole ceremony starts at 6. Yes. But, hey, we have cocoa and refreshments in the park. And the lights will be on from November 22nd to January the 1st at midnight. Yes, that's and right. And so you want to make plans to come and see them. It's it's considered one of the best light shows in this part of the in this part of the country. That's right. And you know, even if you live out of town, it's worth the drive to come sometime during the Christmas holidays and see these lights. Yes. Over two million lights. Yeah, drive through the campus, but then park and, and walk in the yes. park. That's where oh, all. That's where it's really, really. And there's lights set to music. It's right. just oh, an it's, awesome, it's just awesome, awesome. It's just time. awesome, awesome. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Son of Righteousness. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.